Professor of Astronomy and Secretary of the Royal Astronomical Society. Eddington publicized Einstein's achievement in a 1918 paper for the Physical Society called Gravitation and the Principle of Relativity. But it was of the essence of Einstein's methodology that he insisted his equations must be verified by empirical observation, and he himself devised three specific tests for this purpose. The key one was that a ray of light just grazing the surface of the sun must be bent by 1.745 seconds of arc, twice the amount of gravitational deflection provided for by classical Newtonian theory. The experiment involved photographing a solar eclipse. The next was due on the 29th of May, 1919. Before the end of the war, the Astronomer Royal, Sir Frank Dyson, had secured from a harassed government the promise of £1,000 to finance an expedition to take observations from Principe and Sobral. Early in March 1919, the evening before the expedition sailed, the astronomers talked late into the night in Dyson's study at the Royal Observatory Greenwich, designed by Wren in 1675-6, while Newton was still working on his general theory of gravitation. E.T. Cottingham, Eddington's assistant who was to accompany him, asked the awful question, what would happen if measurement of the eclipse photographs showed not Newton's nor Einstein's, but twice Einstein's deflection? Dyson said, then Eddington will go mad and you will have to come home alone. Eddington's notebook records that on the morning of the 29th of May there was a tremendous thunderstorm in Principe, the clouds cleared just in time for the eclipse at 1.30pm. Eddington had only eight minutes in which to operate. I did not see the eclipse, being too busy changing plates. We took 16 photographs. Thereafter, for six nights, he developed the plates at the rate of two a night. On the evening of the 3rd of June, having spent the whole day measuring the developed prints, he turned to his colleague. Cottingham, you won't have to go home alone. Einstein had been right. The expedition satisfied two of Einstein's tests, which were reconfirmed by W. W. Campbell during the September 1922 eclipse. It was a measure of Einstein's scientific rigor that he refused to accept that his own theory was valid until the third test, the red shift, was met. If it were proved that this effect does not exist in nature he wrote to Eddington on the 15th of December 1919, then the whole theory would have to be abandoned. In fact, the redshift was confirmed by the Mount Wilson Observatory in 1923, and thereafter empirical proof of relativity theory accumulated steadily, one of the most striking instances being the gravitational lensing system of quasars identified in 1979-80. At the time, Einstein's professional heroism did not go unappreciated. To the young philosopher Karl Popper and his friends at Vienna University, it was a great experience for us, and one which had a lasting influence on my intellectual development. What impressed me most, Popper wrote later, was Einstein's own clear statement that he would regard his theory as untenable if it should fail in certain tests. Here was an attitude utterly different from the dogmatism of Marx, Freud, Adler, and even more so that of their followers. Einstein was looking for crucial experiments whose agreement with his predictions would by no means establish his theory, while a disagreement, as he was the first to stress, would show his theory to be untenable. 
This, I felt, was the true scientific attitude. Einstein's theory and Eddington's much-publicized expedition to test it aroused enormous interest throughout the world in 1919. No exercise in scientific verification before or since has ever attracted so many headlines or become a topic of universal conversation. The tension mounted steadily between June and the actual announcement at a packed meeting of the Royal Society in London in September that the theory had been confirmed. To A.N. Whitehead, who was present, it was like a Greek drama. We were the chorus, commenting on the decree of destiny as disclosed in the development of a supreme incident. There was dramatic quality in the very staging, the traditional ceremonial, and in the background the picture of Newton to remind us that the greatest of scientific generalizations was now, after more than two centuries, to receive its first modification. A great adventure in...